0: to the new unfiltered. So I had my mom on the podcast, I think last season to wrap it up. And so many of you anytime I come home, which I did for the past two days, I was in back to back meetings, making sure that the next be fearless summit is completely amazing for everyone coming. I'm really excited about this one. But every time I come home, everyone wants to hear from my mom, I really have no idea why like I guess she's funny, I don't think she's any much funnier than I am. But I figured, why not have her back? It's a new season. It's a new time in the year, and new things are going on. But before we get into the episode, I did want to mention that we have some really incredible partners and sponsors coming up for the Be Fearless Summit that's at UConn in February. This is our first college-funded summit, which means it's the first college who has bought into the program in all of the time that we've done it, which is really cool because it just shows me that this is something that can be monetized. And I think when you're an entrepreneur, you don't necessarily know where will this go or will this ever work out or will I ever be able to get paid essentially in the ways that I wanna be paid. So it's really cool to see this coming to fruition and I'm excited to see you in February. But mother, good morning. Happy good morning. 8 AM. Good morning, What's going on? You're It's you're just here. rather
1: early for me to be awake and okay.
0: up. I, I'm not understanding this. So why do you get up at, why do you get up so late?
1: because my whole life I got up so early working at a hospital. I had to be there extremely early, so I was an early bird, but that really isn't my constitution, my makeup. So now with my blackout curtains and blinds, I can
0: wake up anytime. I'm going to laugh the whole episode. This is exactly what I needed. So I had a guest on last week and she is 50. I know you're a little bit older than that, but she was talking about basically ways to conquer your 20s. And I want to ask you this because in the last episode, we talked a lot about just my childhood and stuff, but I feel like you've gone through a lot. You lived in South Africa, New York, England, where else? Um, Texas. Lubbock, Texas, right? Lubbock, Texas, and Houston. And Houston. And and New York. Yep. And now you just turned 21. Yes. (laughs) But tell me, what advice do you have for people in their 20s?
1: I think really still focus uh, on yourself and your career, whatever your career goals are, being an entrepreneur or being in school, just really focus on what path you want to take. And relationships are are important in your 20s, but don't let them distract you from what your um, life's passion is or your work career goals, because that is the time of your life where you're going to have to figure that out.
0: I know I found my purpose or passion at a pretty young age because I started my blog at 12, but did you know what your purpose was? I mean, did you know you wanted to be a nurse? No,
1: I didn't. But again, the wonderful thing about these times are there's more opportunities today. In my time, it was nursing, teaching, or being a secretary. So your choices were limited. It was very much a man's world And even though people say that's the way it is today, that isn't true, because every field, law, uh, medicine, forensics, every field today is open to men and women. So... uh, Times have really changed that women can choose and follow their passion. So
0: what would you do then if you weren't doing what you're doing now? I think
1: the forensic field really, oh, really interests me. You know, I love to w- listen to the forensic you're obsessed. podcast. Yeah, that 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 field really captivates me. It must be my detective eye. Uh,
0: You've also uh, passed all of that on to me because you used to watch America's Most Wanted until oh, right, 1 a.m. Right, and I would be right. so traumatized and scared when I was a kid.
1: The one show I didn't like, like and I still don't like to watch is Law and Order because it's way, the stories are way similar to what I would come across in real life in my job. So that one I found, I might be the only person that found Law and Order boring because those exact stories did play out in the, being a psychiatric behavioral nurse. We did see those kind of store, people come in with very similar well, the you used same to come stories. home from
0: work with so much stress I don't even it was know very you... stressful very stressful how do you yeah. cope with a high stress job
1: um but see I was very good at that I was very good at the working with the mentally ill that was my niche because you're mentally ill no, I, I did have a mentally ill father, so I picked up a lot of skills at a very young age, you how to have uh, your sixth sense, your antennae out to pick up and how to maneuver and work around those kind of people. So it was just, but my specialty for many years was pediatrics, but in Texas, um, after pediatric ICU, which was even more painful <clears throat> painful to work in because those children were yeah. so ill. I asked them to put me in uh, adolescent psych, so I loved working with
0: kids. I'm always and, really uh, um, curious when I talk to anyone, even though you're my mother, older about any faults that they can look back upon and would hope that other young people don't make. And I have heard some of your stories, I mean, from dating to just, oh my God, mom, the things that you have put like yourself through, what do you think is your biggest fault in your whole life? Like if you could redo your not life. Not having Alexa,
1: not having, uh, which I stress with you, not having coping skills mm. uh, at a young age, not having uh, healthy role models. That's not a fault. That's just the way it was. So I believe I made not as good choices. Um, because I I didn't understand about coping skills. I didn't know I wasn't, uh, those weren't role modeled for me growing up. So I think that was... uh, and being indecisive, I think struggling with uh, how to make decisions. But what type of
0: decisions? Like
1: where to go for dinner? Well, no. Uh, what Bigger than that, what country to live in. Oh, for wow. me, it wasn't the simple what to go for dinner. It was the, the world is a big place. What country? Yeah. That seriously was my... Hardest decision, what country do I... I knew I wanted to move out of England that felt too too small for me, but how do you decide what country in the world? That That's a hard decision because many people don't even think like that or they aren't wanting to move across the world. So my biggest decision is what country was I going to live in? And that was a huge struggle for me.
0: Well, that's pretty fearless. I mean, I think a lot of people think anytime i tell them i'm from connecticut they have this expectation oh you're from the other side of connecticut you're really rich like when i tell you my mom moved here with probably like a suitcase, seventy dollars in a backpack in I what year that was no, 1980, 1980 and you didn't know anyone your parents but i went to south africa, oh, you went to south africa. first okay.
1: only because i heard the weather um the um it was a terrible weather in january that year, and I went in an agency in London and asked where could I go that was warm, and they threw out South Africa, which I knew nothing about.
0: But did you make friends?
1: I, I, of course, yeah. I went to a job, so if you go right to a job, you meet people. And, but that was my biggest decision in life. What country do I move to? It could have been Australia. I got offered a job in, I could have got a job anywhere because of my nursing background, but it was, I went back and forth with Canada, uh, Australia, New Zealand. I mean, it was a really, really, really emotional struggle for me. What country do I pick? you were how old? Oh, 21. Oh, that's so young. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I knew I wanted and wanted very much to leave England. But how do you decide what country? Because it, it, it was very, very tough decision to make.
0: Well, and you always tell me now you wish sometimes you hadn't
1: moved here. Well, as I've gotten older, I realized the ties and the family. And, you know, and I was very close to my older brother. And I would love now, I'm really... Um, miss but you don't think about that when you're younger as you get older you realize if you choose to live in another country that you have left behind those people in your family and like I would love to have seen my niece been there for my niece's three children that are uh, growing up you know young children still I would love to have been there to kind of seen them grow up and spend time with them and uh that i i really miss that i can't do that and i do text back and forth with Harris Get a little whatsapp What's with Harrison. he's 12 now my um brothers you say i'm um, too much we need
0: to work on the public speaking
1: skills. Grandchild, but I do miss that I didn't get. And also, my niece, Eleanor, when she was growing up, my brother used to bring her out to visit, but it's not the same as being there hands on
0: for the child. So, if you were to look at that decision now, would you have made the same decision and come to America?
1: Um, America's a very flawed country. Well, and when Melissa was
0: here, when my sister was here, she was like, I'm never moving back here because my sister's lived in Turkey for literally eight years. She was like, I'm never coming back to America
1: um people actually they say that you do better in america when you're younger but better elsewhere from other europe um democratic countries you do better in those countries when you're older and america is a very flawed country it doesn't offer the safety net or the benefits no, to people and working yeah. families and mothers and young children and that's a i think a true tragedy and i didn't realize any and there's no universal health care that every other democracy has so i didn't realize until i got older just how flawed america is
0: I want to bounce back to the coping skills for a moment because I just started reading this book actually called Surrounded by Idiots. I'm going to bring it out for you in a sec, mom. But a lot of people replied to this post that I posted on Instagram about understanding what your personality type is. Uh, In one word, how would you describe my personality?
1: um you're very very you have a lot of uh, confidence okay confidence.
0: yeah and so there's basically four different colors and I would encourage all of you guys to buy this book if you cannot afford it please reach out to me I will send one to you and I would just I think it's really awesome to be aware of your personality and I would say innately that's something I've always been really good at is understanding people which is why I have struggled with learning how to cope but I've never really let anything get so hard for me because I and I don't know where that comes from that doesn't mean I don't deal with depression or anxiety but I feel like I'm able to cope with things better and I want other people to know how to do that and I want it, to know it, how. It is a, it's a
1: skill it's a skill I think doing a lot of reading excellent books self-help books um Melody Beattie what's that that's the name of an author. She has a lot of books. Uh, if you if you believe there's codependency traits in your personality, um, she's a very good author. But I'm sure there's many more out there. Um, books to really books can help you with insight they really can I think they
0: can I think they can be a very healthy distraction instead of going to social media or to contacting someone I mean the amount of times I do remember in my past when someone would say something or I don't know if you remember when I would do those tv segments all the time and a brand wouldn't want to pay me and I would just go pretty much psychotic and I wouldn't know how to cope with that feeling whereas now I feel I have more experience. And I don't know if that's time or if that's just think time. maturity.
1: Maturity, time, knowledge, being brave and um, just accepting. Another thing is I say the sentence, accepting what is. Fully accept yourself and many situations in life that you feel you're fighting struggling against. Just accept what is. And I believe there is a website, <laughs> accept what is, that people could look up.
0: No, but you've always said that to me when I was younger. And anytime I would say, you're stressing me out, you always say, no one can give you stress. You can give it to yourself. Right, right. People can't give you stress. It's what
1: internally you're doing to yourself. So if you can be aware that somebody can't make you angry. But what if someone's
0: pissing you off? That's that's because of them you're pissed well, off. Well,
1: Like I always say, take a time out in the bathroom. Nobody can bother you in the bathroom. Five minutes in the bathroom, door closed. Take a time out, do your deep breathing. That's the one place where nobody's going to bother you in the bathroom. So just if somebody, if you feel you're starting to get triggered, somebody's pushing your buttons, take a time out. What
0: Give if yourself you're on, what if you're on a time a phone out. Call, though, or something?
1: You can limit how much longer you stay on the phone. Say, um, um, "I do need to end this call now." You can always set up yeah. another time. And, but uh, if you feel you're Um, you're getting triggered. You're you're having that uncomfortable feeling in your stomach. It's getting to know what that feeling is. It's time to
0: end it. And trust your gut when you feel that way. I am going to briefly bring out this book though, because I want to show some of these personality traits. Mom, what are you? I believe I'm a green and the bottom, I've
1: always been told my uh, my whole work in life how kind I am. And it's right at the bottom of the green list.
0: And some of the traits to be green are patient, relaxed, self-controlled, reliable, loyal, modest. Now, I don't think that you can only be one of these colors. Right,
1: right, I agree. I mean, I would
0: say that I am kind also, but kind is not in the red. But for the most part, I am red. And then the last one is blue and it says, "How do I pronounce that? Conscientious. 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 Systemic.
1: Distant. No, systematic. I'm
0: seeing it from the, this angle. Questioning, logical, follows rules. Trying to think. Seeks perfectionist facts. Perfectionist. Perfectionist. Uh, yeah, I think I know a few people actually who are probably blues. Meticulous. I would say the people you know are reds, more like me, are very type A, very aggressive, probably entrepreneurs or like in very high powered jobs. You can be for all of these, but you know, if you're a little bit more easygoing, it's probably harder for you. If you're Getting yelled at, or you're struggling with Mm -hmm. that type of strength. But I think that this was such a good book for me to read because when you, and I'm only halfway through it, but when you can understand your personality types, you know how to interact with other people. And I've struggled with this with hiring. I mean, I recently hired three people actually full time to help with the summit, which is the most we've ever had before. And through this book, I have realized how I have to react to them in moments where they are maybe doing something or being too slow in ways that I usually would be like, work faster or do better or you screw this up. I know their personality type might be a green or blue. And so I just think that that's a really good um, thing to be. I mean, do you think that there is any negative side effects, mom, to being any of these colors? No, it's just uh,
1: it shows the wide range of human nature. Every single person is different. And everybody has the positive traits, and everybody has other traits that they might struggle with. For example, envy, jealousy. Which which, um, non-
0: which one is that in? Oh,
1: that's um, not in either. No, but the, I'm just talking about everybody. Every human being has many, many range of uh, attributes, traits, um, and some we have to work on, and some just come naturally. And uh, I think this is a good, uh, and in the front of the book, it yeah. does it in colors, the red, the yellow, the green, the blue. And a lot of
0: people, when they're dating, go to the horoscope. So I'm not a horoscope person. I'm right. not someone who looks up, I'm not a Libra and I should be with a Libra, Leo, whatever. Anytime I look that up, it always says I'm with the wrong person. I'm sitting here single. So I don't know if I should be focusing on the horoscopes. No, I but don't think cause I, I, I want to be single right now, but, um, I think this, method is better like for me to look at a red which i am and see these i probably would want to be with someone who is a green or a yellow they're patient relaxed self-controlled in ways that i am not and i just think that that has a lot more positivity to it than looking at a horoscope i don't know i think horoscopes are. well i
1: worked with a psychiatrist that said don't waste your time on horoscopes so I tend to believe but him. The weirdest a thing,
0: very practical man. The weirdest thing about horse scrubs, they're always right. It's always saying what I'm so? thinking. Always. Really? Always. For you, for, for you. anyone. Anytime I look at it or, yeah. or I look up a personality, it's always right. But there's just something about it to me that just seems not everyone is the same. Like you but know But I haven't
1: found that Well,
0: you never look up your horse. Oh, crubs. I have oh, many have.
1: times because when I read I might see that section come up but I haven't
0: found oh, that it it's ever, I think it's very
1: individualized.
0: Yeah, I think, and I think that's why this Colors book, and, and this is again called Surrounded by Idiots by Thomas Erickson, the four types of human behavior and how to effectively communicate with each other in business and in life. If you are young in your 20s or even early 30s and you are listening to this episode, stop wasting your time on trying to like make yourself with horoscopes and really trying to go to life coaches to figure out, who you are and instead just get start, some sense, reading. start reading and also get some sense of understanding your personality because that is all you have something you always say to me mom is all we have is relationships
1: or relationship life is about relationships
0: and all the times that i go back and i get really stressed about money and whatnot you always keep me grounded because you're like oh you know do you have good friends do you have parents do you have a relationship
1: family? Right, because right.
0: why is that so important
1: because Lexa, life is about relationships. And I have made this comment before, which young people might not be able to relate to. If you knew you didn't have long to live and somebody asked you to write your obituary, write your own obituary, it's not going to be focused on money, the number of jobs, the number of bosses you had. It's going to be, it's actually focused on the people in your life relationships and that is what it's important the family the people the people that you meet along your life that become lifelong friends mentors that is what life is about relationships
0: mic drop just take that information in a sec if you were to write your obituary right now what would you put in I'm not asking you this, but I'm asking anyone listening. What would you put in it? And how little would those factors of money and all the power and everything probably?
1: Wouldn't, wouldn't only, it would You'd only need a couple of lines on what kind of work you did or maybe what kind of achievements you had. Or but,
0: who you helped.
1: Or who you helped. But the majority, right, the focus is really, if you, if you ever do stop and read any of them, is on relationships, the important people in your life.
0: Yeah, mom you're so right I have to go catch this flight and so I'm so glad I had you back on anything else last you want to share Thank you for
1: inviting me and I wish everybody a wonderful courageous brave and kind day and please do look after yourself Audrey, because I you, you're
0: too cute. you
1: have a re everybody has a reason to be here and everybody adds to this amazing world called life
0: Mom, I love you. If you guys have any questions, you can call into the number in the new Unfiltered Instagram bio. So excited about what's going on with the summit. Take all of this advice. Get this book. If you can't afford it or anything, please contact me and I will figure out a way to library. get you this book. There's library. also a library. I Live
1: Wherever anybody is, you can go in and ask if they have a copy or a library will order a copy for you. I can't
0: believe I forgot that there's library. No one talks about libraries anymore.
1: But they're, they're an amazing place. And you can actually go into a join your local library and go in. Do they have the book or can they order it? And that's how
0: you meet people. If you go back to the episode I did with the, with Dr. Mike Brooks a few weeks ago, and he was saying you have to get out and you have to get, meet people in these organic ways. That's how you make friends in any of those kind of capacities. So Be fearless, get out of your comfort zone, and I will see you. Just be like you you
1: say, Alexa, brave. Fearless, mom. Fearless, fearless, brave, yes. So important.